You've got the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. Amen. You've got the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. The bare necessities of life. When you eat the paw, paw, you gotta get the prickly pear. You gotta use your claw, claw, or you'll get bit in the hair. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Winfrey, Bubbles, and Walt. This is Adam Winfrey. I'm Seth Wubbles. It's good to meet you all again. See you all again. Yeah. Have you guys listened to us all again? Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to us, there's like three whole other podcasts out there. So if you're just listening, you should catch up because they're um, pretty good, I think. I think. I, I mean, both of our wives get them like a 10 out of 10. That's all that really matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> to us. Adam has a wife. This is the first time we're recording and he's a married man. I know, like last time we did this, I guess this was a couple weeks, a month, a month ago or so now. Yeah, it was about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. Month I'm plus. Fine. Yeah. So I got married. I had another kid. Another kid? Another kid. Where's the first kid been this whole time? Uh, My dog is the other kid. Oh. I'm breaking. I didn't have another kid. But it doesn't matter because who's listening to this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should be. <laughs> Everybody should be. So, what are we talking about today, Adam? Uh, tonight's movie of the Disney collection is an oldie, but a goodie, according to some, and that is The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. Okay, so this is the first... What era of Disney do you call the era The Jungle Book came in? This is like before, I think, you called it The Golden Age? There was the Renaissance, which the started Renaissance. with, like, like Little Mermaid. So this is way before. I don't know when it came out, but... I think it came out in, like, the 60s. You think so? Pretty sure. Okay. Um, is that surprising? Does that feel, like, older than you thought? No, I mean, I don't know when they, like, started turning out. Because like, I think Snow White was the first... I think that was in the 40s. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, like... I, I looked at it one time, and... I was surprised, like, how much time between movies there was early on. Yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, and it just seems like, you know, this feels like one of the earlier ones, but doesn't feel close to Snow White at all. Like, the art style is different. Um, it's it's just, like, a, a completely different vibe of a movie than that was, so. Yeah, well, Snow White was kind of its own thing. And then there was also, like, Sleeping Beauty, Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Are the few that I can think of that are older. Maybe Cinderella? No. It definitely has, like, a 60s, 70s vibe, because there's, like, the vultures that are Beatles, effectively. Yes. <laughs> or, like, you know, like, British boy band. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever, like, growing up, or even when you recently watched this, did you feel like those vultures were good guys or bad guys? Like, what vibe did you get? Man, good question. So, growing up, I always thought they were bad guys. Yeah. Because they're vultures, so you just assume, well, they're bad. And the whole scene where they're around is dark and, like... The tree has no leaves on it. It's, like, sad. So you just think sad, dark, bad. But actually, on rewatching it, they're just, like, they're just some bros. They're nice dudes. <laughs> they are. And they, don't they, like, help Mowgli out 
like in the end or like yeah 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 they do a little bit like yeah they're not they're not antagonists definitely. not at all in fact they see him down his luck and they sing an encouraging song about friendship and then they even try to uh, fight off Shere Khan they're actually in the uh the ultimate final battle. They are key players. The final battle. The final battle. <laughs> Every Disney movie has a final battle. The epic conclusion. <laughs> uh, speaking of songs, how many songs do you feel are in this movie? Like, how many memorable songs are there? Good question. So, there are memorable songs. There are really only two memorable songs. Um, but there are other songs peppered through there. Yeah. Are there? Yes. It is the one you mentioned. Yeah, so there's two the two like hits that are classics. Um, which are how are they even called? There's the Bear Necessities, obviously. Yeah. Classic. And then the one that the um the King Louis sings. Yeah. I wanna be like you. Yeah, I guess it's called I Wanna Be Like You. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it is. <laughs> but then there's also uh, the Snake Ka sings a little song. Does he's charming Mowgli? Huh. And that's, like, actually a song, but it's not, like, a number with, like, dancing, like, a whole thing. It's just kind of subtle and, like, a little jazzy mm. and very, you just miss it. But it's a song. Do you enjoy Disney movies with more or less singing in them? Uh, more. I think the uh, thing that makes a really good Disney animated movie is, like, show-stopping music numbers. Really? They're basically musicals. So, in Realizing the Jungle Book really only has two big musical numbers, that part about it's a little disappointing. I've enjoyed Disney movies that have them when they're appropriate, but, like, sometimes they feel forced. Uh, what's an example of a forced one? Um, they're, they're, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which, I don't even remember any songs from that movie. That had some of, in my opinion, like the best music. That was like, like there are songs in there that are great, and then there are songs in there that are like, well, we need to make this a musical, and they suck. Mm-hmm. There's like this gargoyle song. There, the the. All right, the I'm gonna stop you right song. there. We're gonna put a pin on it because we have to talk about that one sometime. Yeah, but that is like, I'll talk about music when we get there because I right. love it. I know that. And I really remember nothing about that one. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting <laughs> podcast. Pocahontas flashbacks. <laughs> All right. So Jungle Book. So obviously I have one of the key questions. Overall, looking back, do you love it or hate it? Scale of 1 to 10. 1, hate it. 10, the best thing ever. I know that this is not the general opinion of the movie. I would... Put it at a three to four. Oh, oh that's so bad. I am it's not surprised. a good movie. See, I just watched it expecting not to like it that much, but I watched it last week, and I would say I give it a solid at least seven, maybe an eight. I really, I really enjoy it. Why? Um. Well, okay. So the bare necessities and I want to be like you are are great numbers. Really, really good. I actually love the animation style. I kind of forgot how much I like Disney animation style in that, that era, right before the Renaissance. Um, it introduces Blue, who's a great character who is around in Disney in various places forever after that. True. King Louie, yeah. also true, lasting character. The story overall is very endearing about Mowgli and basically a sort of a coming-of-age story 
All the characters are very memorable. Bagheera, Shere Khan, it has a great cast of characters and just follows this little boy, Mowgli, who's left behind in the jungle and grows up and eventually just learns what it is to be like a person, essentially. And it's just a very endearing and simple journey. It has adventure, has great um, songs, could have used a few more. Uh, and I just really felt like it was well-rounded and you, I was engaged the entire time. It was over before I knew it, and I just enjoyed the whole thing. You said Mowgli became a person. Are you sure about that? Like, how did he become a person in the movie? Well, he saw a human girl, and he wanted some of that, so he just went ahead and went and became a person. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that happens in, like, the last, like, four minutes of the movie. Which like, is a hilarious ending. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go. He's like, don't make me go in that village. He sees a girl and then literally just 30 seconds later does not care about anything else that ever happened in the jungle. And yeah. you know he doesn't ever go back. You know what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's relatable. Okay. I, was, I remember I was watching it and my wife April was in the other room and I said... I don't know how they're going to get him out of there. He does not want to leave it's the jungle. A, it's, oh, it's a girl. It's the bare necessities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does not have the bare necessities of life <laughs> in the jungle, ironically. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like the movie, the movie for me really felt like you were witnessing the vision of someone on a drug trip. Like that was Dumbo. Yeah, it was what Dumbo saw. Though while he was like <laughs> on a like whatever happened to him when he was drinking that whatever yeah like it it like there's so many weird things that happen in quick succession right like he just there's no he's in this big jungle and like throughout the course of the day he meets like a snake a bear he's like never known and the bear's is like cool with him uh, Shere Khan comes back and wants to eat him there's the monkeys you know and so on and so forth. And all of this is, like, super bizarre of what's going on. Sure. And he's, yeah, he just, like, sort of takes it all in. He doesn't learn any life lessons. He's like, oh, yeah, the monkeys kidnapped me, but kind of whatever. You know, like, I almost got eaten by a snake. He's very, um, I don't know. He, he sort of has that, like, there's, like, this, this, I guess, like, part of it is... The reason, like, animals don't like man is because they think that they have, like, except for, like, the fire, but, like, they have this, like, control and power and, like, aura of, um, supremacy about them. And Mowgli just, like, completely embodies that, right? Like, he he's raised by wolves, but, like, he walks in the jungle as, you know, like, without a care in the world, you know? Like, he encounters a snake, almost gets eaten by the snake. Yeah. Um, doesn't care. He almost gets like, who knows what the, the King Louie and his gang were going to do with him. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah. And he like stands up to a bear. Dude, I'd run away from a bear, but he like, he's ready to fight Blue when he meets him. That's the whole thing. He's been kind of coddled. He doesn't even really understand that he's a person. He's in denial. And so he sets out on this huge journey and it's not just a couple of days. Like I imagined this scope of this movie is like a Lord of the Rings, like journey adventure that he goes on he leaves the wolf pack with Bagheera and who knows how long he's traveling through the jungle this could be days it could be weeks oh. maybe months it's a long time and they kind of just give you the highlights but it's a whole thing the highlight reel yeah good point 
So by the time he's at the other end, he's had to learn so much. He's been coddled by these wolves and never had to face the fact that he just doesn't work like them. And he learns tons of life lessons, but here is there the whole time trying to teach him like boring practical stuff that's useful. And then Baloo's teaching him, like, you don't have to worry about anything. It's fine. It's fine for Baloo. He's a huge freaking bear. <laughs> it doesn't work for Mowgli. <laughs> and then, like, one of the pieces of advice that Baloo gives Mowgli is when you eat the pawpaw or the prickly pear, you gotta use the claw. Well, he doesn't have a claw. He's just a kid. He's gonna get ruined <laughs> if he follows Baloo's advice. He's gonna get wrecked. He's yes. gonna get wrecked. Absolutely gonna get wrecked. Um,. So it's just, I love the journey. And then King Louis, you know, he seems fun. He's a monkey. He's joking around. But he's actually really sinister and kind of tricking Mowgli in a way, drawing him in to think, hey, I'm a fun-loving guy, but I'm going to kill you if you don't show me how to make fire. And, like, Mowgli's just naive. <laughs> he doesn't know where this is coming from. The monkey knows more about people than he does. Why? Why does... I wonder why King Louis thinks Mowgli knows how to make fire it's it's a completely um based on him being a man yep just 100 percent. all people know how to make fire man's red fire all right do you know how to make fire yes how you use a lighter <laughs> matches <laughs> have you ever like have you ever like tried to make a fire with like by rubbing two sticks yeah. together or anything like that every kid has tried to do that yeah and it doesn't work. doesn't work at all. It is very frustrating and impossible. <laughs> like, who... There's too many cartoons where they made it look like that was a thing. It's not. Maybe King Louie tried that, and he was just like, "What? what's what's the deal here? A man's gotta make it. There's gotta be some secret to, like, rubbing these sticks together. And, like, if he ever did make fire, he'd probably just burn down the jungle. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, him and his monkey gang, they would, uh... Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Did you ever watch the CG version? Uh, the the Disney... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot of versions, you're right. Yeah. That one, they really... I like that, too. But I kind of almost... They changed King Louie to be a giant, very frightening and sinister monkey. Yeah. Which I kind of missed the song. But, you know, <laughs> I always thought, even as a kid, that King Louie was actually kind of scary, even in the cartoon. Who, what was the actor who they got to play that cgi version it was um christopher walken yeah he does try to sing but it's christopher walken singing. yeah it's not i want to be like you <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a spoken word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was terrifying i do think that the cgi version of that movie was like a little more well-rounded and fun compared to the the cartoon i really like the cgi version so the cartoon version is better, but I think the CG version was a good interpretation of one way to look at the Jungle Book. I think almost like the cartoon is more like Mowgli's vision. Everything's kind of happier and more, you know, fun and less sinister than like the CG version is like, no, it was a little bit more like this. And Mowgli did not know what was going on, but he was in danger all the time. Did you see the other Nef the other movie? I think it's on Netflix that Andy Serkis made. It's, I think it's like called Mowgli. It's supposed to be darker. Yeah, actually, you know, I've seen. I think I saw a trailer. There are so many versions of the Jungle Book out there. Yeah. I mean, besides just Disney, it seems to be. It seems like every other year, there's something else on Netflix or Hulu or whatever of someone else 
remade it or did some spinoff of the actual book. It's just like a... I think it's the story that we want to hear and tell ourselves of, like, someone being raised in the jungle and then, like, somehow making it out, like, interacting with animals. Like, there's this inherent thing about humans where you, like, want to be able to speak to our, you know, our animal friends. Yeah, or just live in the anarchy of the jungle. Yeah. Get away from all this, like, civility of, like, people life. Yeah. Um, Also Tarzan. Yeah. Which has also been remade, like, a thousand times. There's something to that. So how do you not like the Jungle Book? This resonates with mankind. We're very interested in the subject matter. And yeah, a three? I don't know. Uh, You know, I think I never liked it growing up. Um, I don't remember exactly why I don't like it. I just don't think it, like... like, I just... I don't really want to watch it, you know? Hmm. Um, (laughs) Wait, that's... It's a three, so why would you want to watch it? Yeah, I think that the... The story just there's not there's not it's like a lot of it's and I think that's the way that Richard Kipling wrote the book is it's just like a series of small stories yeah that don't necessarily build on each other and that's kind of the way the movie is presented it's just like it's a short film yeah it's like an hour to an hour and a half maybe um, it's one hour fifteen minutes and seventy seconds yeah and there's just these like very short chunks that it like walks you through. Um, I do think, I agree with you about the animation style. I think that animation was, like, really good. It was almost, like, dirty in a way, um, because you, you look at the the line drawings, and they almost look, like, rough to the point where, you know, they didn't, like, draw it and then trace over it perfectly and then animate it that way. It just looked like kind of rough sketches where they, like, erased a little bit and colored it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all hand-drawn. And if you look at like early, early Disney, they would, it's the same thing, all hand drawn, but the like scenes would be very much set. Like it would be, they would draw the like scene and then the characters might move in it. There's a lot less actual animation. By the time they got to the 60s and like the Jungle Book, there's all still hand drawn. There's a lot more going on, more detail, a little bit more moving in the background, which is why I think I love that specific genre right there before they sort of used more computers and did everything, like you said, with perfect lines and animated over it i really love that little slice in the classics which i'm trying to think what else would have kind of fallen in there robin hood was early that was kind of the same was it yeah it been the same same time well it probably was because they also had like ka i guess a lot of those baloo was in that so maybe it actually was after i don't know uh but like yeah there were a lot like the rescuers was sort of the same animation style the first rescuers is that um, a Disney movie? It didn't yeah. have songs. It doesn't count. Did it have songs? I I don't think the first one does. I never thought of The Rescuers as a Disney movie. It is. Huh. Yeah. It, it's an okay one. The second one's golden. Second, was that the Down Under? Yeah. Hmm. What about Five All Goes West, an American Tale? Was that Disney? That's, um, no, that was like Steven Spielberg's company. Steven Spielberg? Like Ambien Entertainment or something? Ambien's a drug. It starts with an A. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. No one does. But um, yeah, it, it's, that's a different... That's a great movie. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I watched all of those a lot when I was a kid. 
So when you think about like the classics before the Renaissance, mm. do you like those more, better, or the same as the Renaissance movies that we grew up with? Uh, there are certain ones that have like a special place in my heart. I think Sleeping Beauty was really great. Really, I love the interaction with the three fairies. I love like the dragon <clears throat> in the end, like when the prince fights mm. the dragon, he like, cuts down the thorns and stuff like that. That that I really appreciated. Classic fantasy stuff. Yeah, I really don't remember Sleeping Beauty. I think I barely watched that one as a kid. Really, I think we watched that bit. Robin Hood, we definitely watched a lot. I I remember liking that. I watched that recently. I remember liking it a lot more than when I recently watched it. Um, but it's still a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I want to rewatch that one now that I know I kind of like the Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah I like that whole period of time. There's a Black Cauldron. That might have been the eighties. I don't know. Black Cauldron. Sarah, those books. I love those books. Yeah. Don't, I think I really didn't like the movie because it wasn't like the books. Mm. Yeah, it is crazy. Between the 40s and then like the early 80s, there's only a handful of Disney movies. And then the Renaissance happened and then they were like pumping them out every two to three years. I think there were a lot of... Yeah. They were pumping them out very quickly. There was like... There were probably a lot that we just like don't know about. Um, they weren't that big. I think they're more into like, uh, not, what's the term? Like real life or, you know. Oh, yeah. They like, yeah, took a turn for more realistic content matter and away from like the fantastic fantasy. Well, no, I mean like, like real people in movies for a while, like the 60s and 70s. Oh, you mean like actual live action? That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot more live action. I don't know. But yeah, I I do think it's funny that you can sort of divide Disney up into like the early days of like the Snow White. There's that 60s and 80s, 60s and 80s, where it was animation, stuff like that. And then starting in like 85 with Little Mermaid till probably around like 2000 or so, there is this completely different art form, which is sort of in itself. And I think Tangled may have been the first movie where they shifted to this like 3D and now like they're all their mm. animations more like computer generated. Um, yeah. Which is, just, you know, different too, but now their big animated hits are on the CG world. Yeah. Are they even doing classic animation right now? Uh, I can't think of the last one that came out. Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Didn't even realize that makes me kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> It's just over. There is something nice about like that look of uh, of art. Yeah, I mean it is art. I would hesitate to say that like CGI is art. Not in the same way. It's a different kind of art. They have to draw them, but it's like a certain. It's like drawing them with a the computer, right? It just feels you know there's a big disconnect from the '60s and the Jungle Book of like all hand-drawn, just like shot-by-shot shot to, you know, rendered computer imagery. feels like that takes the artist away from their art. Mm. You know, computer designers out there, you can feel free to hate on me in the comments later. <laughs> <laughs> so who is your favorite character in the Jungle Book? Is it Shere Khan? Do you like all the villains? <laughs> nah, Shere Khan as a villain does not rate highly. Although I do enjoy the fact that he's British, which was pretty funny and out of left field. <laughs> well, he represents the British in India. So. <laughs> hey! <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right about that. I think this may be a commentary on uh, colonialism. Maybe, yeah. But anyhow. Um, no, I would definitely have to say, I mean, Blue growing up, for sure. Everybody loves Blue. Fun-loving character of the movie. It all kind of circulates around him. Once he's in there, you always want him to be part of every scene. I think growing up, yeah, like Blue, you want you want to be friends with Blue. As an adult, I relate more to Bagheera. <laughs> I was about to say that I agree. I found myself enjoying Bagheera more watching as an adult than I would as a kid. He's such a great guy. Like he has no responsibility for Mowgli. And, like, he gets fed up with him at one point, but, like, still comes back to help him out. Yeah. And Blue's just, like, a goofball, you know? Who does care? Yeah, he does care. And Bagheera's not really a stick in the mud. They no. make him seem like he's supposed <laughs> to be. But he's, like, he's just trying to get this kid to the village, and the kid is just kind of being a pain in the butt. He's trying to get the kid to not die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's fine. And in the end, the movie ends with Blue singing the Bare Necessities with his arm around Bagheera, and they're just walking off in the distance. Bagheera's like, finally that kid is gone. I can get back to just chilling. Also, like, Blue, like, Bagheera's like, I'm trying to not, like, I, I want to save this kid's life. And Blue's like, come on, man. He's okay here. It's like, shut up. Like, yeah. It's like, totally not okay. You are the least responsible adult here. But I do like how, like, I think it, it, it gives you the appearance that they meet. And then, like, immediately Blue's like, I want to be your friend. Like, like we're good. Like, you're in my circle now. Yeah. I appreciate that about Baloo. Yeah, um, he's just that guy you want at every party. It's just yeah. like, everybody's friend. It plays easy. Do you have him around? Never a pain in the butt. Easy going. I'm surprised he didn't, like, get along with the monkeys. Maybe the monkeys are just, like, at ends with him. Or odds, odds with him all the time. Yeah, see, that's how, that's how you know there's something sinister about the monkeys. That's true. They're the only creatures that don't get on with Blue. Yeah. Because something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actually as happy-go-lucky as they seem. How do you think they elected um, what King Louis. King Louis is like? Because like, he's a different type of primate. He's like an orangutan, and they're all, uh, they're all monkeys, I think, or something. I think he elected himself king. Because the whole time he's singing his song, like, the other monkeys don't respect him. The whole time he's singing his song, there's one of his little monkey minions is literally just messing with him the entire time. Mm. and has no respect. Yeah. I think he's maybe a little smarter than a lot of the monkeys, but he made himself king. And Slash maybe isn't even king, he just calls himself king. Yeah. Except in the CGI version, where, like, you could probably eat them. CGI version, he's a freak of nature. Yeah. He is humongous. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. 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 Right. Jungle Book. The Jungle Book. I'll ask you again in a couple months. I feel like you'd be closer to a five by then. It'll I don't think so. I don't think I'll ever really like this movie. <laughs> I, I'm i a fir firm believer that, like, if you want to be a part of it or if you don't want to be a part of it it's a good tell of like how you feel about something and i don't really want to be uh, i would be okay if this was stricken from history oh come on yeah i know it's like it's that's too much it's horrible to say a lot of people disagree with me but like i don't like this movie then you would never have bare necessities it should exist just for that song <sighs> yeah i'll give you that those two songs, I think, are... That's the other thing about this movie, is 
I can think this movie is bland, but the bare necessities and I want to be like you are part of our culture. Yeah. Yes. People, I'm sure kids these days recognize the tune bare necessities, but maybe don't even necessarily know what it's from anymore. Yeah. Part of culture. It's part of our culture. So it did have an imprint. Whatever you think of the movie itself. And any movie that can change culture should be a 10. So you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts? Uh, no, I think I'm out of thoughts for this movie. All right. Next time we'll turn the cards around. We'll pick a movie I hate and you love. Okay. Well, we'll do that then. All right. This is Seth Lubbles signing off. This is Adam Winfrey also signing off. And Walt, if you're here... Can you give us a sign that you are signing off? Side note, we found Walt's uh, cask that he's cryogenically frozen in, and it is now stored in Adam's basement. Don't tell anyone. So if he does come back to life, he might just join us one of these times. That's why you should listen, because yeah. it's going to be crazy. My guess is he isn't here with us right now, though, because I didn't get like a, a blast of wind or anything. Maybe on Halloween. Maybe on Halloween. All right, guys. Peace. Bye. <laughs>